Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaykul. Back in 2020, then-Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden made a campaign promise to stop oil and gas drilling on federal lands. But on Friday, Biden's Interior Department released a new report that doesn't exactly fulfill that promise. The report says, among other things, that oil and gas companies should pay higher fees to drill on federal lands. Those fees haven't been raised in 100 years. But the report stops short of a full ban. Today, Politico's Ben Lefebvre on what the Interior Department's latest recommendations could mean for energy production from federal lands. It's Monday, November 29th. So, Ben, on Friday, you reported that the Interior Department proposed some major reforms to the country's oil and gas leasing program, like higher fees to drill on federal lands. What would that mean for companies? It means that the companies who are drilling for oil and gas on federal lands can expect to pay more into public coffers for every barrel they put on the market from what they drill there. So when a company drills for oil on public land, they basically bring up oil, they take it to market, and they sell it. And then for every barrel they sell, they pay a certain percentage back to the government for doing so. Like It's called a royalty payment. And what the Biden administration said in this report was, well, look, you know, for years we've been charging 12.5% for every barrel brought up. And that's like way low compared to other states. We have like Colorado, their state government charges 20%. So basically, we're not getting the taxpayer a good as a return as we could be for like the federal lands drilling. Okay, so that's what the department recommended. But part of the news is really that the agency didn't recommend a ban of oil and gas leases on public lands, right? Correct. I mean, folks kind of almost forget that the president, Joe Biden, when he was campaigning, actually would say he wanted to end oil drilling on public land. That was one of his big parts of his energy campaign promises. This report doesn't go that far. What proponents will say is, well, look, if we if we raise the fee on this, if we charge companies for leases that they may have but aren't using, that will kind of slow down some of the drilling on public land or at least new drilling. And this report comes as his numbers are weak, too, right? Yeah, it's kind of a funny timing they did on this. It was the Friday mid-morning of the day after Thanksgiving. This was something they had been talking about doing since Biden first stepped in the office. You know, he signed an executive order calling for this report. He had the Interior Department stop doing new leases for oil and gas development while they were compiling this report. And now 11 months later, it's out. Kind of, as you mentioned, as Biden had been taking some hits from the GOP and from oil industry groups saying that, well, look, that moratorium The other thing I'd bring up is that, interestingly enough, even though his numbers are down, Congress is already taking a look at doing a lot of these things that's in this report already. It's in in the Build Back Better package that's in front of the Senate now. So to a certain extent, what this report is suggesting, if that legislation gets passed, a lot of this plus more will actually become law. Got it. So Congress is already looking at doing some of this stuff in the report. But Ben, what's the financial impact of drilling on public lands? So last year, just oil brought in 
I think it was like $4.9 billion on public land. So it's a sizable chunk of change. This, you know, if it raises royalties, you know, more money would be coming in that, again, would be more money going to the states and to conservation efforts. And one thing I should remind folks, the government's own reports have said the federal government could raise royalty rates and it wouldn't necessarily result in a significant loss of production. It might erode production at the margins, but it would actually bring in more money. Okay, so that's the production element, but has the federal government been looking at the climate components or the social cost? So they've already been doing some changes in their oil and gas leasing program where the Bureau of Land Management, I think it was last month, mentioned that they're going to start looking at the social cost of greenhouse gases into their reports to see what new tracts of land they should put up for leasing. And they're going to be looking at basically if methane leakage causes, you know, health issues, if it causes environmental damage, they're going to be a little bit um, stricter on, you know, what land actually goes out the door for oil and uh, gas companies to lease. Also, last week, the Interior Department approved the South Fork Offshore Wind Project to begin planning and construction east of Long Island and south of Rhode Island. That's the second commercial-scale wind project in federal waters to get the green light from the Biden administration. The first project, called Vineyard Wind One, marked its onshore groundbreaking last week. Both projects are part of the Biden administration's effort to produce 30 gigawatts of offshore wind power by 2030. The Interior Department said it would lease as many as seven offshore wind projects by 2025 to help meet that goal. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Nirmal Malaykul, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Support for this program is provided by Chevron. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lower carbon.